It's so stupid, it's positively brilliant. Yep, Charlemagne the God. Um, my guy Andrew Schultz, he is not available this week. Uh, the reason Andrew Schultz is not available, because Andrew Schultz is busy, as he should be. And Andrew Schultz is cooking up something, man, that I really can't wait for the world to, sh- to see. The main reason I can't wait for the world to see it, because I love to see... Um, I just love to see my guys prospering. I love to see my guys shining, man. I love to see people in my team winning. And uh, Andrew Schultz definitely has a power move that um, he's about to let the world know about. And I cannot fucking wait. I started to say to rub it in y'all face, but that's not what I meant. You know what I'm saying? I be, You know what I'd be like? I, I salute to my guy, Mouse. Mouse is here. Your peace, peace. Mouse is here. He got the full setup in his house. <laughs> he got the full set. That's good, though. You're a professional. It's your job. It's this how you is my eat. job. This is my job, so I gotta have it. You know, it was no way. It wasn't no way I was gonna be recording off the goddamn Zoom audio all the damn time. That's right. That's right. But you know, I was. I'm saying, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm competitive without being competitive. But really, my, 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 I'm always thinking about Michael Jordan in the locker room with the baseball bat. I can't lie. <laughs> like, I'm all, I'm, I'm always there with it. I'm always in the locker room smoking a cigar with the baseball bat. And it's just, it gets to a point. It's just like I'm not. Competing with anybody but myself, but it's just like, you know, I just like to see my people. I remember when you did, you remember in the in the beginning of the quarantine, I had did a little project. And I remember you, I said that you were the first interview and you said, I asked you that and you were like, I'm not in no rat race. I'm not in a competition with nobody. Mm-hmm. But there has to be people that, there has to be people that you've lapped by now that you're happy to see lap or like, there has to be some type of healthy I don't even know if it's healthy or not, but there has to be something like the competition don't keep you, keep you going. I'm not, I'm not, uh, it's not about lapping people, right? Like that's never my mindset. My mindset is never, I'm going to pass this person. I'm going to blow past this person. My mindset is more, if you have ever talked shit, you know what I mean? Or, or, or meaning that, and it, this goes back to not even, you know, now I'm just talking about even back in the day, like, oh, he'll never be nothing or this will never happen for him or yada, yada. If that's always where my mind is. You know what I'm saying? Like my mind is on the program director in Philly. Salute to my guy, Boogie D. He's not really, he's not really my guy. I don't have anything personal against him, but I'm just saying like salute to him. He's a brother, black man, salute to him. <laughs> but he's somebody who fired me, you know what I mean? Right. And told me this is why I would never make it in radio. You know what I'm saying? Somebody like my man, you know, DJ Cass. He's not really my man. I'm just saying my man because I don't have no problems with the brother. God bless that black man. Him, him in Charleston, South Carolina. I remember when I got fired from Hot 98.9 in Charleston, he was on the radio saying, like, he'll probably never work in radio again. Shit like that is what constantly fuels me. A family mm. member of mine who I honestly just started showing love to because <laughs> back in the day, you know, they read a paper that my my my, my now wife wrote about me because my wife had did a paper on me when she was in college, and I was it was an interview, and I was saying basically everything I'm doing now I was going to do, but at the time I was just doing local radio in South Carolina, so that seemed like a pipe dream for mad motherfuckers. And this person was like, he couldn't even make it in Atlanta. How could he ever think he would be in New York? Right. So it's, it's shit like that that constantly motivates me. And you know, Andrew is somebody that that people are fronted on too. You know what That's I mean? A fact. And people That's are fronted on Andrew. They fronted on Andrew and Andrew, you know, was 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 out here auditioning for different things and he wasn't getting the roles. And like, it was one point people didn't even know Andrew was a comedian. They thought he was some type of political pundit like Ben Shapiro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Alt-right Andy. You know what I mean? So people are fronted on my guy. So to see him buckle down and take his career in his own hands and like really start utilizing the internet and social media and for, for all of that 
for everything that's manifested for him now, I love to see it. I just love nah, to see it. That's a fact. And, it's, and like, it's it's so weird because people look at me and be like, yo, why you support Schultz? Why you fuck with Schultz? And I'm like, yo, if you never had a conversation with him, you won't get it. That's right. Right? And I get it. I get it. Being, you know, being in this position, I get it that, you know, sometimes, sometimes you're only, um, you're only access to a person's wherever you heard them. And that thing, but like the objectivity just not there no more. Yes. The objectivity not there. And I did, uh, I had Loudon in a riot. They they were on Rodney and Sid. They was on uh, Guys Next Door this week. And they was, uh, and I asked them about that. I was like, how do you stay objective or how do you stay impartial when discussing these rap, these specific rap stories that you're a fan of? And Rodney was like, it's objectivity is not a real thing. Wow. It's not a, it's not a real thing. Objectivity is not a real thing. Like you, you sit on one side, whether you like to acknowledge it or not. And I think for most people, well, I won't say for most people, for some people, that's where they sit with Andrew. Like they sit with Andrew, like, oh, I heard him say this. I heard him like everybody tends to forget that this is all a learning process. And over the past five years, I don't know if there's ever been a shift in like social consciousness like there's been in the past five years. Mm -hmm. So like you're expecting Andrew who grew up one way to see things the way you're seeing them right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you're not giving him that growth. And obviously you're not going to give him the growth or you're going to be a little hard on him for mm -hmm. two reasons. One, he's a white man. And two, he stands next to you. So y'all two together kind of make everything nuclear. So you mm -hmm. have to pick a side. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I say it all the time. I think Andrew and I think Andrew and I think uh, and I think Carlos Miller are two of the greatest comedians on the on the road right now. So oh, that's not even close. I'm, I agree I'm, with you. I, I super. I, I love seeing Schultz win, white or not. I love seeing Schultz win. You know, it's so funny, man. What you said about uh, being objective—that's that's such an interesting take because um, I think you have to be intentionally objective. You know what I mean? I think mm -hmm. it's, it's it's natural that. You know, cause we're tribal people, so we have beliefs, we have thoughts, we have things that we agree with just when we hear them or see them. But sometimes you got to take a step back and just look at something for what it is. You know what I mean? That's how you be objective. You might your initial reaction might be to pick a side, but right. you got to take a step back and just observe something. You know what I mean? Right. Let's and be objective, right? But people get caught up in that, right? People get caught up in that that initial thought. You're going to pick a side. Like nobody, I, even me, I like to think I'm the most objective person. But in that initial moment, perfect example, we'll take you, right? You 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 know how I'm a, I'm a ride for you. In that moment, when when somebody say something, initially I'm like, nah, I got to support unk. But then I got to step back and I have that second thought like, I right, well, let me be objective. Let me see. Well, what happened? Let me what make sure he's not wrong. About? Let me make sure he's not wrong. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll text you. I'll be like, unk, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I don't, you know what I mean? And so you, but I think people get caught up in that first thought too much. That first thought is that tribalism thought, like, what? No. Nah. And then you're nobody wants to apologize. Nobody wants to moonwalk. Nobody wants to say, I maybe I did too much. Mm -hmm. Maybe I did too much. And a lot of people do too much in that first instant, right? Some people, and I've been there, like, if from, from the first time y'all met me or from the first time y'all heard me here to now, like, people be like, oh, Mount Shane, nah, I just had a moment to think for a minute. Because in a lot of instances when people were not being objective in regards to me, I'm responding to your first initial thought. I'm like, oh, bet. So you on that side? So now I'm going to blow the whole side up. You too. So yeah, now yeah, where it's yeah. like, man, shit. All right, stay over there. Watch me Watch me work. You know, it's uh, intention is important too, right? Because, um, like, you know, my, my man hit me yesterday. Salute to my man, Partisan, Partisan Fontaine. He hit me yesterday. Yeah, fire. yeah, that's my guy. I've been knowing Party for a minute, you know? And we was discussing something. Um, he was telling me that I was being insensitive about. And I was like, hmm. And that's my man. So if my man mm -hmm. telling me that, mm -hmm. 
I don't got no reason to be defensive. Or, it's like, yo, let me step back for a second and see where he might have been right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I still don't think he was right. You know what I mean? But but because I took a step back because what he saw, what he saw was only 40, 50 seconds or something, right? Mm-hmm. But when he, when he saw when he saw the whole thing, he was like, oh, I understand a little bit better now. But I still took into consideration what he said because even if that 40 seconds of it came off is insensitive, that's not what I wanted, wanted out there. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. So it's just like that I, I had to step back. Even though in my intention, I know what my intention was. When I when I said what I said, I had to just take a step back, just to make sure um, I, I, I was I was I was actually being as fair as I thought I was. You know what I mean? Because sometimes we don't we don't see or hear ourselves, right? But sometimes it takes an outside perspective to be like, nah, you was a little insensitive, or nah, yeah, you came off salty, yada. You know what I mean? Because in our mind, you know that's not your intention, but that right. don't mean that's not the way it's coming off. So I, right. I often wonder what's more important, intention or per perception. Uh, intention intention because intention. you can't control you can't control perception right like i'm when i when i'm i'm pretty sure when a lot of audiences first met me they perceived me to be this little hot head this fight and it's like nah that ain't really me like i'm just somebody who who that might really, be you, mouse okay that well, might, uh, this, that, that might see, that, that's that your might perception be you. <laughs> <laughs> that might be you slightly i'm i'm just re- i'm listen i'm 5 8 and i like respect so maybe that may come across as that but really all it's really saying and i had to step back and think about it after having many conversations with people and you and uh, and others like nah i had this chip on my shoulder i had this chip on my shoulder that i was 26 years old with two kids and then i figured out what i wanted to do when i'm in a when i'm in a lane with people who have who been figured out what they did who've who been figured out what they want to do, had connections, went to college, things I didn't do. So any slight against me felt like you were coming for me. So I was responding like that. Mm-hmm. I had to figure that out. I had to figure it out. But my intention was never to just start shit with nobody. Or my intention wasn't to take it farther than that. My intention was to just gain my respect. And you gonna, if, if I see you disrespecting me, no, I need that. You got to get that. You got, however I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. It's so it. it's always then, I, me personally, I always think it's the intention. The sad part about this business, right? Figuring out what you want to do is usually the easy part. The hard part is figuring out who you actually are. Because mm. a lot of us, a lot of us, are, we're, we're all growing in real time, right? Because what I've seen happen over the years and what I've always tried to avoid is something that I talk about on this podcast often is like, you see people hit a ceiling. The reason they hit a ceiling is because they get stuck in their caricature. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the perception of them is what they try to keep going, right? So these are people who know what they want to do, which is this right. radio podcast thing, but they don't necessarily know who they are. And they get, right. they, they get stuck in people's perception of them because that perception is what has made them money. That perception is what has gotten them ratings. That perception is what has gotten them opportunities. Like people know them for that. Um, so they, they, they kind of get stuck in that. And eventually you hit a ceiling. Like you got you to gotta constantly be able to know who you are and people talk about reinventing yourself, which is so lame to me, right? Because, right. Because I mean, who were you? Who were you five seconds ago? Exactly. It's not about reinventing yourself. It's just about evolving. Exactly. Because when you evolve, you just you're naturally reinventing yourself. Every like, I'm not going to be the same now. Ten years, ten years from now, just like I wasn't the same as I am now ten years ago. You know what I mean? But even in that, there's still a level of who you are, right? If you reinvent yourself. That means you're a completely different person. Like mm-hmm. you can't reinvent yourself. Because essentially, that's like saying I went and got a new body or something like that. No, your inside is still the same. 
And I think that's what people are connected to, right? They can't connect to you if you're this completely different person from who they once, who they connected with five years ago. Yeah, I mean, listen, if the feeling, if if the feeling that you connected with is authenticness, right? If it's an if it's authentic, if that's what you connected with a person for, because they're authentic, that's usually what my connections with people come oh, from. The authenticity. Just, I like I just like people who are authentic. I don't have to agree with you. I may not agree with things that you say and everything, but if you're authentic, if that's truly who you are, it's just something about you that makes me gravitate towards you. If you're being authentic, it don't matter how you grow and how you evolve, as long as you take people on that journey. It's when you, mm -hmm. it's when you are just aging <laughs> and, and not evolving and, right. and, and staying in this character that it starts to look fake. You're like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to be a part of that no more. You know what I'm saying? And, and by and, the way, and the scary, go ahead. No, go ahead. I think the scariest thing about that in our in our in our um industry is when you do that and you're just aging and you're stuck in this character, it forces the fans to be or or the supporters, it puts them in a weird predicament. Cause then essentially you're going to clash with something or someone, and then you're gonna put the fans in a predicament where they can't like both of you and they have to pick a side. Right? And it's like, do you wanna be the person like if, if you're going to force the fans to pick a side, let it be between right and wrong. Don't let it be because you're forcing them to pick between your ego, your aging ego, and someone who doesn't subscribe to your aging ego. Mm -hmm. Why do we even got to pick a side in this business? If um, you, if you, if you want to listen to Mouse, listen to Mouse. If you want to listen to, you know, academics, listen to academics. If you want to listen to Nori, listen to Nori. Like every, it's, it's enough for everybody to be listening I think, to. I think some people are forced to pick sides when they feel... Like somebody's wrong. When they feel like somebody's mm -hmm. wrong, that's when you're forced to pick a side, right? Um, if there's a situation regarding somebody and you're like, oh no, that person's wrong, and it's almost like music, right? Like, why don't why why have a lot of people stopped listening to the little guy, uh, the Tory Lane's kid? Because essentially they feel whatever happened was wrong. They're standing on the side of right. So that's essentially what happens with us, except it's not three minutes. You're listening. You're usually listening to us for hours on end. And these people feel connected to us in a, in a very specific niche way. Like we're in their ears, right? We're talking to them. They're, they're, they're thinking about writing letters to us and, and DMing us to, to yeah. get, you know, so it's completely different. So you're, it's more than a, a music artist. Like you're literally bought into the way you think they literally buy into the way I think the way Schultz thinks, the way Ryan thinks, the way Mac thinks like they're bought in. So when something challenges that they, the, the, the listeners feel just as challenged as the actual person. By the way, people are lying when they say they don't listen to Tory Lanez no more. I, I, <laughs> I, I hear that all praises due to the most high song on the radio all the time. And it's actually a really slick move on Tory's part because you know how, when you walk down the street and somebody tries to hand you a Jesus pamphlet, <laughs> You're going to take that pamphlet. You're going to take that church pamphlet. You know what I'm saying? If they say God or church on it, you're going to take it. It's the same nah, I keep thing. I my hands in my pocket. I don't, take that. I, don't take the, I don't take that. I don't take that. I don't take no pamphlets. I don't take no uh, propaganda, nothing. Keep, really? Keep it away. I keep your paraphernalia away from me. So if somebody walks with you right now and he's like, yo, Jesus wants to save you here. I'm a head nod and my hands in my pocket. They're not coming out. <laughs> wow. Tori did the Chico. He named it. The song is All Praises Due to the Most High. That's the hook. I can see how DJs can have a little struggle when it comes to not playing that record. I I, I think with him, what what's happening with him and Meg that that it I've never seen this not not with black people. Like I've never seen a black person be able to fight something like this before. I have never seen a black man be able to fight this before. Like explain any he would if anyone else he would have been out of here. Like 
and you would have argued against it, you would have spoke up against it, it would have made you worse. He's actually have people, he actually has the, it's a split. Like, no. Yo, we acting like we <laughs> haven't seen things like this before. And, 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 and I, I haven't. I'm not into, uh, I'm not into, um, man, that's Hustle Man from the fifth floor just walking into your house like that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's my dad. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not into, uh, like, um, what's the word? The cri- crime, crime Olympics. Like, I'm not trying to yeah, yeah, compare the crime Olympics. Cr- what crime is, but yeah. we've seen pedophilia. We've mm. seen domestic violence. You know what I'm saying? We've seen, you know, people go to jail for murder. We've seen that in our culture. We've seen these musicians who have done these things, these artists who have done these things. Radio still plays their records. You know what I'm saying? People still invite them to award shows. Like, mm. like that's why you, you standing on real shaky moral ground when you're like, well, you shouldn't be playing Tory Lane's music. Yeah, but you're playing all these other artists who are talking about drug dealing and killing and everything else. You know? That's different. Right. If you're talking about your lived experience, that's one thing. Right. Like, I'm never going to judge somebody for that. Like, if you're talking about your lived experience, what you went through, I'm with it. Mm-hmm. If we talking about you, like now, if your lived experience is abusing women, black women at that, uh, I'm not going to support that. So let alone to watch him like what uh, a week before, you know, he was talking about Brown Taylor standing third and then this comes out. It's weird. It's for me. It's weird. It it it, it, ha- it definitely had. This is probably the first time in a long time I'm looking around like at everybody like, yo, uh, what 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 you want right now? Well, what about all the music historically in hip hop that has that 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 has been violent towards women? It's a lot of like it. What? Like I hear that argument, but then I ask people like, what? A lot. Like you got you got you got. I mean, it's a lot. It's so, it's, it's so much. I don't even want to quote any of these brothers because like I, like, I don't even want people to go searching for this shit and digging up right, people right. and trying to cancel them. But it is, it's almost like violence against women was a genre of music at one point. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. Like, it, it, was, it was nothing to hear guys talking about beating women, sexually assaulting women, whatever it was. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, like, it's, it's real shaky moral high ground to stand on in hip-hop to say we shouldn't be playing his music because it's so I think, it's so many right. people music you got to stop playing and even in, and whether whether the music is because of something they did or something they're saying in their actual music like are, but are we that connected to these remixes like that's really what I'm asking like are we that connected to these 2000 and these these early 2000 remixes that we're we're, we're not going to move off of that if you, we, we can talk. If you talking about R. Kelly, we can talk about that. No, we, I, no, I was specifically talking about Tory. Like, are we that connected to? Oh him? no, I, listen, I, really listen, I'm not. Do. I think Tory's talented, but I'm not. I've never, you know, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm, but I, I'm not saying somebody wouldn't be though. But there are mm. artists who people have that connection to. Like, yo, you can't tell nobody nothing bad about Michael Jackson. You, it's some people you can't tell nothing bad about R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? And by the that's that. and, and mm. by the way, I'm 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 all for um. Everybody, that's the other thing. We talk about picking sides. Like, yo, if some people believe that they're not guilty of what they're being accused of, that's that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Just like every, everybody has their right to an opinion. But yep. the music is the music. Either the music slaps or it doesn't. I'm just saying that if it comes to us deciding whether or not we're going to play artists based off things that they've done, you know, outside of the music, man, it's a lot of artists that might that, that we might not need to be playing. Well, but I don't think Tory got no slappers that caused that... that, caused that. Tori don't got no slappers that make us have that conversation. 
I'm not. I can't. I can't speak to that. I, I, I'm not into Tory's music like that. You know what That's I'm saying? Tory don't got no slap. All his slappers, all all the records you would talk about, are just remixes of songs that we really liked 15 years ago. I don't even want to say the Tory record I really like. Now's not an appropriate time <laughs> to say it. But I really do like. There's 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 one Tory Lanez record I think slaps. You know which one I'm talking about too. I know which one you're talking about. And I, I don't even want to say because I don't even want think nobody to think I'm even trying to. <laughs> Be funny or play with that situation because you know a young woman was traumatized in in, in that situation. But that record slaps, <laughs> you know, like it does, man. That record slaps, and I've spoken about the record before. If you go back and watch Breakfast Club interviews, I've told them how much I like that record. You know, it's just the <laughs> irony of it. I'm a, I'll just say it. the irony is the record is shooters, but that's just the irony. It's, it's the irony that I really, really like that record. You know what I mean? But I, I, I don't know. Man. It's not fun, Mouse. It's not not supposed to be laughed at. Oh assistant, God! Assistant. I didn't think you was gonna say it. That's why I was. That's why I'm laughing. I, I mean, I can say, say it because it's my intention is not. I'm not trying to. I'm like. I'm that's. If you go back and watch old Breakfast Club interviews with Tory, I've told him that. That's probably my favorite Tory Lanez record. But I also have not listened to a whole that lot little, of Tory. You know what I mean? That little, that little nigga gotta go. I don't care nobody say that little nigga gotta go. He gotta have his day in court. He gotta go until then. Eh? What are you supposed to do? Well, listen, I I don't like that. You know what? I, I, I don't like that. I don't like that thought process because it puts us in this predicament that it puts us, especially when black men say that we we gotta wait for their day in court. Any other time we talk about how fucked up the court system is. So why are we leaving it in the hands? Oh no, no, no! The court gonna get it right with this one. No, I just think I just think I just think we're saying everybody is allowed due process. That's all. Because but I, they're not. The truth is, they're not. We just got to talk about objectivity. Doesn't really. It it, it does not. Due process ain't really due process because so, it, because it's social media and the court of public opinion. And by the way, I've seen too many people get crucified because of the court of public opinion. Like it's people that are really facing horrible situations right now and social media has buried them, convicted them, you know, jurors go into the courtroom and they've seen all of this stuff on social media and they think they know. So speaking of objectivity, yeah, been, they're not uh, even listening to the actual case. But that's been done. That We can't blame social media for that. If you, There's a great documentary um, on Netflix. I think it's called The Court of Public Opinion. I think. Mm -hmm. um, but it talks just about that. It talks about how when courts were uh, when like court proceedings started being filmed and things of that nature that a lot of these cases the cases that they cover were fought not in the courtroom it was outside it was what the lawyers did outside the courtroom to make these people look better and look th so that was happening before social media mm -hmm. that was happening way before social media so we can't blame it on that I just that's why when they that's why when when they said the other day that Bootsy was shot I said hold on y'all wait for all the facts to come out we don't know what happened. We got we got to do the same thing. We have to do the same thing, especially about the people that that the people that had the biggest mouth about the situation. You got to have you. you but that's what I'm saying that. about Tory, though. So it's like you got to let him have his due process. Like you what, can't you can't you can't you can't get you can't get rid of him right now because truth be told, it's two sides to the story, right? I, I don't believe that. I think that I, I love when people say <laughs> that. You I, I don't believe that. I think there's the truth and there's the lie. I don't care. There's all, well, we don't know which is sides. which. We really don't. He said he didn't shoot her. Yeah, the girl is shot. What, 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 else are, what else are we talking about here? I don't know. Fair. That's all I'm Fair. saying. I don't Fair. know. Like, I, 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 part, I, right. Yeah, I, I can't, I can't, I'm not picking a side. I'm, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want, 
her to have to relive that trauma. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't know what I want to see happen to him. If 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 he if he's if he actually did what she said she did, he deserves everything that the universe is is, is got has got coming his way. But if he didn't do it and it went uh, it went another way than we think, hey man, you know what I'm saying? That's why I just be like, I don't know. Like let 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 the facts come out in the future, I guess. So speaking about that though, um, somebody hit me yesterday and was like, yo, your you, you man wild. I said, what happened? He sent me a clip and it was. I guess they was talking about you didn't y'all didn't want to have her on if she didn't because she didn't want to talk about that. Well, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That was let, let's get into positively brilliant and what a fucking idiot. I don't I don't let's know do where I don't know where this lands under it, um, under which one. <laughs> but that conversation I was having had nothing to do with Megan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you saw the whole clip, mm -hmm. we even said at the end of the clip, like. I'm 100 percent sure it's not Megan. You know, that's the label or the representative. My whole point of that statement was treat the black media outlets and black publications the same way you treat the white ones. Mm -hmm. Megan got her album coming out. Good news. Um, the label or her representative, somebody hit our producer and was like, yo, we want to get Megan on Breakfast Club. Um, but here's a list of things that you can't ask her about. It wasn't even just the Tory Lane stuff. It was Tory Lane's. It was the the article she did for, I think, um, the New York Times or something yeah, like that. Time. And I'm like... Mm -hmm. That was a great article. Like, she stood up for black women. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Why, why wouldn't we be able to ask about that? And, you know, it was other things on there which I understood, you know, because it's, it's things that I'm sure still traumatize her, like, you know, her mother and everything else. I would, And it's like, we've interviewed Megan before. We've had right. these conversations. Right. I didn't ask them that type of stuff then, because so why would I ask that now? I understand that's a, a trigger. That's, that's your, your mom, dad? Like, why would right, I bring right. that up, right? Right. So it was just a list of things that they didn't want us to ask. So I respectfully declined. That has nothing to do with Megan. We do that all the time. If you come in there with a laundry list of things and you don't want us to talk about, cool, we'll see you next time. I'm, it's, it's, it's no need for the, the conflict or the back and forth. But when the GQ magazine comes out, it's she's giving it up, you know? Right. And, and it's not even like I want to, I don't want to talk about that shit with her. I don't want to talk about the Tory Lane shit and have her reliving that trauma. It's just the principle for me. These label reps and these labels, when it comes to these white publications, want this cover want this appearance on this late night show, you know, you want to be named rapper of the year, no by restrictions. G by GQ. Yeah, but when it comes to the black media outlets and black publications, can't ask this, can't ask that. And so what does that make our people do when they tune into our interviews? They like, man, they didn't ask about this, they didn't talk about that, they didn't do X, Y, and Z, yada, yada, yada. It's like, that makes us look whack. And that's the scariest part about all of that, right? Because I think the scariest part about all of this is everybody has a podcast, everybody is doing interviews with whatever upcoming rapper in their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So everybody thinks that, and that's the good and bad, good and bad part of it, because everybody knows or feels they know how an interview should go. So right now they could kind of see like, oh, well, he didn't ask this and why wouldn't he ask that? So they think, it, it just, it, I 100% agree with you in that instance where it does put the black um, media platforms in a, you put us in a fucked up position. Yeah, and you keep and you're keeping the white publications and white media outlets looking like they the leaders in the space because you giving them all the shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And even and by the way, even if an artist says no comment, at least that publication was allowed to ask. And I tell artists right. that all the time. If I ask you something, you can say no comment. You know what I mean? That's fine. But 
most of the time, it's not even coming from the artists. It's the labels. It's the representatives. It's the publicists. They're just, you know, um, being overprotective, which is fine. You know what I mean? But I just, for me, it was just about principle. It, it didn't have anything to do with Megan personally. I got nothing but love for Megan. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know her on a personal level, but I salute her. I, I, re, I respect her talent. I think, you know, when she does her thing with her knees, where she's like doing the twerk thing and she gets real low, that shit is better than the moonwalk to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> And so, like, when she when she did that shit to that video, what was that song? Thick? She thick, 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 thick when she was in the dance studio? Man. Bro, that shit was like the moonwalk. But I'm saying all that to say it had nothing to do with her. Like, this is literally about, I want these labels and label representatives and the publicists, whoever else, show the same respect you give to them white outlets to the black outlets. Simple. Mm. That's it. And that, that's actually, that's funny. You What you brought up is what Partisan was calling me about. Okay, okay, that's okay. what that was. That's what that was. So I, I took it upon myself to, you know, just personally reach out to Meg and let her know, like, yo, if um, if you, you know, if you um, you know, I hope you weren't offended by that. You know, I hope you didn't take it personal. It had nothing to do with you. You know, it was just it, it was a, more of an indictment of the labels and the label representatives and the publicists and all of that shit like that. Because if we don't fight for that shit, they ain't gonna never right. get never give you black right. me that respect. If Breakfast Club can't get that respect, what they gonna do to? The, a, a, a morning show somewhere else right, or, or, right. or another black podcaster somewhere else. Like somebody got to be like, nah. Ain't, so not- what do you do? So, so what do you do? All right. So I, so we was, so guys next door, we was city girls first um podcast appearance. Right. Mm-hmm. So same thing happens. Right. And we've had big guests before, but they come on and the, the girl tells us like, yo, this day first. And in that team is some friends of mine. So they were like, yo mouse, please don't ask this. Please. I'm like, Come on, yo, like, don't do that to me, but all right, cool. Give a big list. I'm like, all right, we're going to talk about that. I'm like, what the fuck are we going to talk about? Now, now, not an indictment of them, but they ain't no podcast interviewers, or at least not in, it was in the middle of the pandemic, so they're on the screen and we're on the screen. They can't really feel us and vice versa. Um, So I'm like, yo, y'all, y'all kind of pigeonholed us. Yeah. But then I, then you guys had them on Breakfast Club. And like, I, you had asked the question. I'm like, oh, that was on the list. I know that was on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said it too. I think you're like, they told me not to ask this, but I'm going to ask this. So what, so if you're always in that predicament, what, what does it do for the future, right? Like if you're always in a predicament where you got to buck, buck against that, do you just always keep bucking against it? And then you, you have not- to, you have to depend on what it is. I mean, st- situations that are, have been traumatic for people, I'm not dwelling on that. You know what I mean? I don't right, want nobody, I don't want nobody to relive that trauma. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna sit there and ask, you know, Megan to talk about that night. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna talk about her mom. Like it's it's just I'm no. With any artist, anybody any artist that's been through some trauma, right? I'm not gonna stand on that. But sometimes it's just some silly shit that they don't want us to ask. And by the way, you can ask a bunch of uh label reps this. Label reps have come and said, yo, um, don't ask about such and such. And I'd be like, I wasn't even thinking about it. But now it's going to be my first fucking question. <laughs> and you you can ask them. Ask ask label reps. Ask Angie, Angela and Envy. I do that shit all the time. <laughs> if it's not some traumatic shit. Right. You know what right. I mean? If it's just some shit like, oh, she don't want you to ask about this person she dating. Or he don't want you to ask about, you know. See, and I felt, and that was the thing. I felt, I ain't going to hold you for the first time ever in the interview. I felt pussy. I was like, yo, why didn't I ask this, son? Like, I should have <laughs> asked this because it would have just switched up the... It would have switched up the, the 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 energy just because when you got this digital space in between us, it's like if we were in the same room, 
the way I would have smiled or the way she would have smiled, it would have been a different energy. Yeah, but yeah, we're yeah. fighting against this fucking digital barrier that we have right now. And it's like, yo, come on. So I, like, that was the first interview I ever felt pussy. I was like, I should have asked that. Yeah, they, I like, remember I when asked the that. City Girls came on this year, because uh, Young Miami's been on by herself before, but when City Girls came on this year with JT, it was via Zoom. And I remember... Chris Green, salute to Chris Green at, at shout Capitol. To Chris, shout out to Chris, yeah. Chris was like, yo, please, Charlotte, please don't ask about Lil Uzi. <laughs> that was the question I wanted to ask. Oh, I didn't even, I was, that wasn't even on my mind. I didn't know, I didn't know shit about JT and Lil Uzi. But now I'm going to ask about it three times. I wanted to ask, so, and they was like, that was the big, it was big and bold. It was like, Mouse, please. They didn't say Mac name, they didn't say Ryan name, they said Mouse. Please don't ask about. I said, oh, I said, all right, I'm gonna be respectful. <laughs> I'm be respectful because of Chris and Britney. I was like, I'm gonna be respectful off the back of Chris and Britney, but nah, fuck out of here. And even, Next time, even I'm asking. Fifty this week. Fifty. Um. Uh. Renee, salute to Renee. I'm call, I got. I'm sorry, label reps. I'm talking. Uh, salute to Renee from June. And Renee was like, Yo, man, please, man. You know, don't ask him about Trump. I hit, I'm like Renee. I don't give. I really wasn't. I'm, I don't give a fuck about the Trump shit. Like that wasn't even on my mind. Like that wasn't mm -hmm. even in my wheelhouse. Guess what? Fifty bought it up. <laughs> that be the part. Fifty bought it up. I ain't say fifty put it on the table, and that be that went viral. I'm like, so most of the time, like I said, it's not even the artists. It's the label reps doing what they supposed to be doing. It's the publicist mm -hmm. doing what they supposed to be doing, protecting their client. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying as a radio personality or a podcast host or a TV personality, yo, just use your regular, you know, human discernment. compass. All right. Discernment. Like, you know what I mean? It's just about, I'm not going, I don't want nobody digging into my trauma. So I'm not going to dig into nobody else's trauma. It's really, it's really just that simple for me. All right, let's take a break um, and pay some bills. Turn your dream into a reality with Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easier than ever to launch your passion project whether you're looking to start a new business, showcase your work, publish content, sell products, and more, Squarespace is the tool for you. With beautiful templates created by world-class designers and the ability to customize just about anything with a few clicks, you can easily make a beautiful website yourself. Squarespace's powerful e-commerce functionality lets you sell anything online, and analytics helps you grow your site in real time. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box, and there's nothing to patch or upgrade ever. Buying domains is simple, and you'll get the help you need with Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support. Squarespace empowers millions of people, from designers to lawyers, artists to gamers, even restaurants and gyms, to turn great ideas into something real. Head to squarespace.com idiot for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code idiot to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com idiot, offer code idiot. Today's episode of Brilliant Idiots is also brought to you by Blue Chew, okay? Salute to Blue Chew, man. Thank you for sponsoring us. Let's talk about something we could all use more of right now, sex. Great sex. We all love sex, okay? It's the ultimate stress reliever. There's really nothing better than sex on this planet, okay? Everything we've ever done since the beginning of time is leading us to have more sex, okay? That's why men want to be successful, all right? That's why we take showers and get haircuts in hopes that our women always find us attractive so we can have sex, all right? Uh, it's relevant and comfortable, Blue Chew is, all right? So, 
Guys, do you want to know how you can increase your performance and have better sex and get that extra confidence in bed with Blue Chew? Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy, and they prepare and ship it right to you in a discreet package, okay? No awkwardness, and you don't need to leave the house. Now, right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your free shipment free when you use our special promo code IDIOTS. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code IDIOTS to try it free. Please be sure to use our promo code IDIOTS at BlueChew.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Let's let's, let's keep going with Positively Brilliant, What a Fucking Idiot, because I got to ask you about this, man. Um, Tonight... uh, As probably some of y'all might. I hope I, I doubt y'all gonna be listening to this while y'all watching this. But Gucci Man versus Jeezy in a versus battle. 17-3. 17-3 Jeezy. You disrespectful. 17-3 Jeezy. I'm gonna tell you why. One, the most important part or the most practical part that everybody's forgetting is that this is all streaming based. So all that mixtape shit that I guess some people fell in love with, you ain't gonna hear tonight because it's not, not on streaming. That's a lie. I haven't heard. Gucci has 103 albums and mixtapes combined. And if you on go, streaming? Yes. If you go to title right now, oh, it's, that's it's, what it was. it's all of them shit. One, matter of fact, and listen, by the way, let me let me <laughs> Elliot, Elliot backed on it for the battle. No, no, let me let me be clear when I say this. Jeezy is in my top seven favorite rappers of all time. If you know me, you've heard me say that a million times. It's Jeezy, yep. T.I., Scarface, Killer Mike, Ghostface, Nas, Sean Carter. Those are my seven favorite rappers of all time. Catalog, love their music. I can ride to their shit all day long. Um, with that said, I think Jeezy should win this versus, but I'm not going to sit here and act like Gucci Man don't have slappers. See, the, the thing with Gucci Man, the difference between Gucci Man and Jeezy is Jeezy has better bodies of work, meaning Jeezy has two classic albums and two What's really great one? albums. TM101 and The Recession. Yeah. Okay, okay, I hear that. Recession hear is a that. classic to me. Um, the yeah. other two are TM103 and the Inspiration. Those are really great albums. Those are so really good albums. Yeah. Those are better bodies of work. Even Trap or Die is a mixtape. You could count that as a really great Trapper, body of work. Trap or Die, the mixtape was... It, that's what set me. I was like, oh, I don't know who this fat nigga is, but I'm with it. Jeezy has... I, I think that Trap or Die movement is um, one of the top five biggest movements in hip-hop history. I got suspended five days for wearing that shirt, came back with the same shirt in red, got suspended another five days. People don't even remember that. They don't remember when the Snowman T-shirt was banned. It was banned in all schools. Yes. I, like, it was banned <laughs> That shit was on CNN. Schools. The Snowman is banned. That's why he made the mixtape can't ban the Snowman. I went in there, I went into the school, and the crazy part is, I've ne- to this day, I've never been, I've never classified myself as a Jeezy fan. I'm not a Jeezy fan. I like what, I like some of the music. I'm not a fan of all the music. But when the Snowman T's was out, I was looking like Riley from um from the Boondocks. I was mad short with a big ass t shirt on, and I <laughs> I got suspended. They was like, and they called my nickname. They was like, Mouse, you know you can't wear this. I said, it's a freedom of speech. They said it's banned. They suspended me for five days. I came back with the next five days. I came back with the same t shirt in red. Took another five day suspension just cause niggas said I couldn't do it. Wow, like. That Gucci man, didn't, I didn't have no ice cream tatted on my face. Like, but see, but see that's the thing, right? It was Ti, it was Jeezy, 
And then it was Gucci Man. When it comes to like just the trap music, I guess, discography or, or history. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though all of them overlap, but you know, I'm talking about as far as who was first, who was second, who was third in order. Um, Gucci Man definitely had a run, bro. And like what people don't realize about Gucci Man, a lot of the the new ATL is because of Gucci Man. Like Gucci Man. How so? I've heard that, I've heard that this week a lot. Because How? he signed him, he had the Migos early. Mm -hmm. He had 21 Savage early. He had Young Thug early. You know, when you go back and you look at what he did with Brick Squad, with Waka Flocka and OJ the Juice Man, mm -hmm. you know, even Gucci standing next to French Montana and Nicki Minaj, all of that helped them in a lot of ways. Like, Gucci really is a great A&R. I would say he's probably the best A&R in, 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 in the streets. Like, if you just look at what Atlanta is right now and you look at the artists that are prospering in Atlanta, they all came through Gucci in some way, shape, or form. Like, I was reading Gucci's book and I was like, wow, like, Gucci actually had the Migos and... You know, P was his best friend. So he, mm, he, right, 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 he, right. Let, he let the Migos go with P. Thug, same thing with Thug. He was locked up, so he couldn't do nothing, nothing for none of these mm -hmm. people. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So being that he was locked up, he's like, yo, Thug, go do your thing with Warner or whoever Thug signed to. So Gucci gets a lot of credit for that. And you said 17 to 3, 17, 3. You forgetting shit like Freaky Girl. That's one of the three. You forgetting shit like Lemonade. That's that's two. You forgetting shit like Shirt Off. My shirt off, my shirt off, my shirt off, my shirt off. I don't know if that, 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 it could be B. Those are the first two records. You know, I take that back. I mean, all of these can Freak, be beat. From Freaky Girl. I don't think Freaky. I don't. I don't think Jeezy got nothing for Freaky Girl. Really? Um, Super Freak. When uh, I'm going Freaky Girl. I hate Super. I might focus. Like, I, yeah, I, I hate that. that song with a passion. Um, but I do think if Lemonade is a is a round for Gucci if he plays it in response to something. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. he leads with Lemonade, Lemonade could get Lemonade could get get the fuck out of here. And shirt off could definitely get put out of here if it shirt goes off's hard. Wasted, wasted is it? Wasted might be a guaranteed round. I'll give you wasted, 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 wasted. Wasted makes it sixteen four. I tell you another classic. He got first day out. I'm starting off my day with a blunt of perp. Now what if no now what pancakes? If, just a cup of syrup. Now what if Jeezy responds with Soul Survivor? I'm giving that the first day out. So what if he goes Soul Survivor to the Jamaican remix? What's the Jamaican remix? You never heard the Soul Survivor reggae remix? I don't like that. Booty 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 I know. I definitely don't like that shit. I definitely don't like that shit. Yo, you're really a gentrifier. That's the craziest part. Gucci, I think I love her. I think I love her. That's a round. Gucci, you don't love me. Gucci, you don't love me. It's 15.5. I can hear 15.5. Bitch, I'm geeked up. Yeah, I might be. You like yeah, that? I might be. That shit is hard. But see, I, I came up in that era. Like, I was in the clubs then. Go Ahead by Gucci, man. Making love to the money. I'm a dog. So, so Steph from, Bo well, formerly of Ball Alert, she's been saying, she's been on this kick for like a week. Wait, Steph's been on this kick for a week talking about how Jeezy went off in the club. I mean, how Gucci went off in the clubs. And I'm like, well, obviously I was 15, 16, so I wasn't in the clubs. But in the streets, we was hearing Jeezy. Um, I know niggas in Jersey, they really love Gucci. Like, I never understood that. Um, I know niggas in Jersey really, really love Gucci. I know niggas from Atlanta really love Gucci. But if we're talking about record for record, Jeezy's going to put out... Like, what is... Niggas are... The, the snow cone on Gucci man's face is going to melt when the horns from Go Crazy hit. Listen, I'm not debating that. I'm telling you, Jeezy is one of my top seven favorite artists of all time. I'm just telling you it's a sneaky, sneaky battle because Gucci got 20 bangers. Like, if Gucci comes with, oh, I'm a hood rich nigga, I ain't never had <laughs> shit. shit, I really yeah. ain't shit. Like, Gucci got joints. So, I'm just saying it's not, and I'm going to tell you the sleeper, man, and it's really about Jeezy's temperament. 
Gucci could win this whole battle by starting off with the truth. If he starts off with the truth, right. the internet is going to lose its fucking mind. You might not even pay attention to the other 19 songs because you're going to be sitting there like the audacity of this nigga to play the goddamn truth in Jeezy's face <laughs> wherever they at. And listen. if I'm the DJ for Gucci, man, if I'm the DJ for Gucci and, and I'm Gucci and I'm really trying to get in Jeezy's head, I'm like, yo, play the um, play the uh, the drop. No, don't do the, don't play the drop. The, the drop, just keep bringing that back every don't few songs. Play, don't play the drop. Please don't play the this drop. This is a war. It's versus. Listen, but it's not supposed. Listen, I'm praying that Swizz and Timbo, I know they're going to hit. Please be smart enough not to have these niggas in the same room. Like, there's no way y'all They're definitely in the me, same venue. Okay, now tell me this. Now tell me this as, as real niggas. How do you explain, how does Jeezy explain that to his homeboys people? You explain it by saying it's growth. The same shit that people got mad at Meek Mill at this week. Um, and by the way, I understood where Meek was coming from. And, same. And, and I That's positively brilliant. And I understood. I think it was brilliant, but I understand where the, where the brothers in Philly was coming from too, just because I've been in both mindsets. You know what I'm saying? I've, I'm, I've, I'm, I'm, Meek, Meek is a multimillionaire now who's got a lot of businesses and, and his mind is in a different place. But Meek has also been that gutter motherfucker. Just like, I, we we all have been that gutter motherfucker at one point. So you understand the laws of the street, like you, some like a minister society. He smoked your cousin right in, in front, front of you, face. and you ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> boo. Like that's what it is. So it's just like yo, somebody gets smoked that you know a partner of yours. You want to go get that revenge. You want to get that retaliation. But what Meek said is true. Yo, let's put them bodies behind us because guess what? Somebody got to break the cycle, mouse. If you don't break the cycle, the shit just keeps going over and over and yeah, over be- and over. Yeah, but you so you like the so you like the people you got and I think this is the ugly this is the ugly part of it. This is the ugly part of it. It can't be the people that did it to break it. It got to be it got to be lines down. It it, it can't be the, it got to be Gucci's son and Jeezy's son. It got to be Gucci's like why it though? Can't be the, because you're the nigga that bodied my man. And I'm gonna tell you what's different about this from But but but, but hold on real quick. But, yes. That's that's the story. But it was also self-defense. We know. So we both know. of them were wrong. Right. Like, 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 yo, yeah, both of them were wrong. That's the cause and that's the effect. Both of I them wrong. I get it, but I can't, me personally. So the difference between the Meek, Meek situation and this is Meek is saying this to put everybody, like, this is a mass migration almost. This is like, yo, this could get everybody to win. This situation with Gucci and Jeezy is a very self-serving one. I don't think so. Who benefits from y'all sitting in a room other than Jeezy? I think black men, yo. I don't know. Yes, because it's showing that we can get past anything. Like, it comes to a certain point where you Not get, with Gucci <laughs> posting the shit he's posting, no. He's, he's entertaining. You're entertaining. I'm entertainment for my dead friend. I'm not, I'm listen, I'm with you. I'm not playing like that, but you gotta, I'm just, I'm just putting myself in Gucci's shoes. And I'm thinking about when I interviewed Gucci last year and I asked Gucci, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Do, you should probably not do no more Gucci interviews. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> 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 but, but I asked Gucci about the situation with him, you know, uh, you know, whatever the self-defense situation was, he didn't have no remorse. You shouldn't. He was like, yo, he came at me. He tried you to shouldn't. It was either me or him. He tried to take my life or whatever it was. He tried to rob me, whatever it was. 
but now you making jokes in that man's face. And that's if why I'm a real nigga. My man. That's why. If, if that's my man that died like that, my man is tattered on my skin. What I'm about to say is gonna, like, I don't play with nobody that's tattered on I'm me. with you. You get what I'm saying? So I don't understand that part. Like, that part is the part that bugs me out. The Meek situation, I thought was super positively brilliant. I was like, oh, this, I respect this. Because no matter what Meek is saying, Meek is saying overall, this is something where everybody in the hood can win. I'm trying to really save my hood. This situation seems extremely self-serving because it comes it comes in the middle of an album rollout. Let's talk about that. This is in the middle of an album rollout. Well, uh, this actually was supposed to happen since the summer. Like, when Versus first started... Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, G- I remember they they initially asked him, but this is still all self serve. This serves Jeezy. This is not yo everybody. We come because that's not how Gucci Gucci is calling this nigga little little snow cone. He's putting memes from Twitter up like no no no. Well, the only no, reason sir. I mean, listen, Jeezy. It was supposed to be you know Jeezy was gonna do Ti, um, and then Jeezy came on Breakfast Club and Jeezy said yo he asked Gucci, but you know Gucci respectfully declined. Um, you know, it's been a lot of conversations behind the scenes, you know what I mean? Salute to P, salute to Larry Jackson at Apple. Like, you know, there's been a lot of different moving parts, but for whatever reason, these brothers decided to get on the same page. I don't have a problem with it. I think... They're not on the same page. That's why I'm telling man, you, Jeezy is going to be at a disadvantage for that reason. They're not on the same page. What do you mean when Jeezy, you say that? Because Jeezy is on this... I think Jeezy believes what, what he's pushing right now. Jeezy believes that he is this new person. He is. Clearly he and, is. And and Gucci man is going to prove to you you're not because he, it's just. <laughs> I don't believe that. I don't I believe hope, that, man. I, I will hope so because Gucci is going to, Gucci is going to play with this nigga in a way that niggas should not be played with. <sighs> and it, listen, speaking with JGZ Jenkins, you guys see. Gucci is entertaining. Um, Jeezy's entertaining. I really wish that after this is over, they sit down and have a conversation on um, preferably Jeezy's podcast, the Recession Podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Network. That would be nice. Um, <laughs> but I think it's good for the game. I think it's good for the coach. I think it's good to see two brothers, you know, because we keep talking about what Gucci did to Jeezy's man, but it's not like Jeezy uh, didn't kind of order order that. I mean, um, what, whether he did it directly or indirectly, on stage scrapped, he was like, I got $10,000 for somebody who bring me Gucci Man's chain. You know what I'm saying? And that's the all, that's the influence of music. That, all, I, all I know is that my man is dead. Yes. That's all I know. But guess what? That's Gu- all I know. And Gucci's in the room with somebody who, 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 who ordered a hit on him. So it's the same, you know what I mean? Techni- technically, allegedly, he ordered the delivery of a chain. He didn't say, I wanted him dead. I wanted to deliver I want to deliver the chain. chain. I got 10000 He said it on stage crap. I, I got $10,000 for anybody who bring me like bring So Gucci Icy chain. chain. Yes. That's so Very that's dangerous. Different. That shows you why words mm-hmm. are powerful. Yo, imagine a rapper doing that right now, right now in this climate. When the pandemic been all year, motherfuckers out here starving, wolves is hungry. Do that shit right now and watch what happened. I don't know right now. People will be at your door. But I, listen, I think Jeezy, I think Jeezy should win. Um, and I think it's good for the culture. Mouse doesn't think so. Mouse thinks it's self-serving. I think it's good. I, I, I don't think it's good for the culture. I think it is self-serving, but I do think, um, I mean, I, you know me, I, I ain't shit. So I love shit like this. I'm, I said, I said yesterday, I said yesterday, I was like, I hope, uh, <laughs> I hope that they not in the same room, but if they are, yes. 
I think it's going to be very entertaining. And um, I think it's going to serve both of them very well if they keep it to the music. I think it's going to show people how amazing Jeezy's catalog is. And it's going to show people how great Gucci Mane's ear has been over the years. You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people really have slept on Gucci. I think everybody got a favorite Gucci Man record. You just don't, you did, you may not have realized it was Gucci Man. Especially if you was in the club at, 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 for, at a certain period of time down south. I also think this is going to, um, this is going to show the gentrifiers and hipsters. This is going to expose them. I think that, that I think that's what, uh, something that's being missed. Because Gucci Man culturally is probably a little stronger of an entity than uh, Jeezy is. Because Gucci, like Gu Jeezy had that first run in mm -hmm. the hood with the snowman shirt uh, and all that. But Gucci Man's been on Supreme. They got Gucci ads. So, like, there's a bunch of white kids right now that, like, wear Gucci Man shirts. Have probably never heard a Gucci Man song. And Gucci's been on shit like Fumble the Bag with the Migos. You know what I mean? Black, so, Black so Beatles like, with Ray Schmermert. So there's going to be a song. What's his name? What did I say? Nah, I just want... What, what, Ray Schmermert? <laughs> Black, Black Beatles, Ray Schmermert. <laughs> Gucci's on that record. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. It sounded like it, it, it sounded inaudible. That's what it really sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> but but Gucci Gucci on that. Yeah, Gucci's on, so like I think there's gonna be a lot of records that are played that a lot of these kids that claim to be Gucci Man fans never heard. Like first day out's gonna hit, and these kids are gonna be like, "What's that? Oh man, this is new." I salute guys like Gucci. Uh, the reason I salute guys like Gucci is because. I really do love how he invested in other people. You know what I'm saying? I, I, like, I, I love respect that. it. I love I've that. I've just never been... I've always told people, I love... I, I, I said it to you, I like my rappers to be able to rap. And I think at the time, Gucci Man and Jeezy came out, it was still very New York-centric. Them so, boys be snapping. Gucci and Jeezy be they, rapping oh their ass God. off. See, here you go lying. All right. Nope. Not about to... Not, I, see what's, I see what's happening. You're not going to set me up this time. All right. Listen, I'm a read. I'm, 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 these, these are Gucci Man lyrics to never had shit, right? And everybody should go Google this song right now because he's probably gonna hear it tonight during the battle, and you're gonna love it after you hear it. Gucci said, um, "I ain't never had shit, nigga. That's the truth. Rich kids in the school used to draw on my shoes. Name stayed on the board. Four checks in chalk in detention because the teachers say that we can't talk." Counselor ragging and my mama got that I just walk. I wish I had a nickel for every fight I fought. Stealing candy out the store like I can't get caught. Just a little bad black boy. It ain't my fault. After school snacks surfing four pieces of bread. Granddaddy, why your eyes so goddamn red? Got a real soft ass and a hard ass head. Better mind your fucking manners, boy. That's what he said. Nigga, Gucci be snapping, nigga. I'm a hood rich nigga. I ain't never had shit. I really You wouldn't read shit. those lyrics and think. you If you didn't hear the song, you wouldn't read those lyrics like that. You'd read them and be like, what is this? <laughs> like if you you heard the song first, if you like, no, I hate when yeah, you you rapping it the way he rapping, like not like. But once again, it speaks that what I will say is that speaks to uh that speaks to some people that grew up like that. I didn't grow up like that, so, um, and I wasn't hearing that throughout the hood. I was hearing Jada Kiss. I was at that time Jada Kiss Styles. They was all over everything. Um, Bab. Uh, G Unit Banks was spitting over everything. So at the, those times with those competing, I was definitely going with where I was from. So Gucci Man a ball. A lot of them niggas you just named. No, no, they, no, he won't. Stop, <laughs> yo, you, don't, yo, stop playing. Yo, what's wrong with you? Gucci Man would ball. A lot of them niggas you just named. So I just up, said, bro. So I right, let me run it off. So he'll ball Jadakiss. Nah, he ain't gonna ball Jadakiss. It depends on the record though. Depend nah, on the record. Nah, nah, nah. Depend on the record. Because kiss, because yes kiss, no. like, kiss like to jump on a lot of down south joints. And kisses and kiss blacks. 
Um, twenty twenty plus years. No, I lied. Almost thirty years. Not one bad verse. I think Gucci might have watched Jada on a record before. Yo, OJ the Juice Man definitely got the best of Jada on a record. On on who's phony? Kiss blacked on him. No, 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 not that one. It was um. Who's Wasn't it phony? a remix? Nah, it was who's phony? Who's, who's fake? Those are the type, type of people, people I hate. Don't, 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 don't. That's on the last Kiss album, and Kiss yeah. blacked on him. Nah, OJ ate on that. Get the f- <laughs> yo. I so Gucci <laughs> man. So so you just said Gucci man a boss Jada Kiss. That's crazy. Nah, they, that's they're gonna flip happening. on you. I'm nah, lying. that's what you said. Nah, nah, you kiss, said that. Nah, nah six nah, stand, nah, nah, stand nah, nah, on kiss, it. Kiss, kiss got it. Kiss got it. Okay, Styles P. No, oh, bad. Lloyd Banks. She might ball Lloyd Banks up. <laughs> Niggas is only saying this because Lloyd Banks don't be outside. That's why he's talking crazy like this. <laughs> I just like pissing off New Yorkers. But this is crazy. All, all I'm telling you, you're really a gentrifier. Like, you're really a gentrifier when you think about it. You're a gentrifier. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> you came in, you uh, immersed yourself in our culture. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listen. I'm a down south guy. I just I, I've been living in New York for the past ten years. I love New York. All my family, a lot of my family is from Jersey. I've been coming to Jersey forever, you know. So it only makes sense that I live here in Jersey now. Like I'm a like my, my, my first cousins and uncles and aunts are right here in Jersey. First of all, the level of disrespect you just showed Lloyd Banks is absolutely insane. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm the I'm, level of disrespect. You didn't show no levels of disrespect like you did to Lloyd Banks and Jada Kiss. The I, fact that you even no. thought about it with Jada. I was, then, I, I was fucking around with Jada. Jada's one of the best to ever do it. I think Lloyd is dope too, but um, I can definitely quote more Gucci Man verses than Lloyd Banks. And that's not a knock to Lloyd because Lloyd is dope. Just letting you know. Um, that's crazy. Let's pay some bills and then I want to come back and do some shit we won't care about uh, next week. Believe it or not, the holidays are almost here. It's been a strange few months. So why not give friends and family the gift that puts a jingle back in their step? All right. Runners around the world have loved features for years, but they're not just for runners anymore. Features Elite Golf Socks will give the golfer on your list what they really want, an edge on the links, okay? Meticulously engineered to keep feet cool, dry, and comfortable drive after drive. Zone-specific compressions for targeted support. No slipping, bunching, or sliding. Anatomical design conforms to left and right foot for a molded fit that prevents blisters. Man, y'all really taking this golfing thing seriously, huh? Features has tons of styles to choose from. From no-show to knee-highs, ultra-light knit to maximum cushion, and with designs tailored for everyday wear, athletic performance, and extra support. Lifetime guarantee at, at Features. Okay, if you're unsatisfied at any point, get a replacement pair, no questions asked. Features is a proudly family-owned business. Uh, Hugh Gaither founded the company in 2002, and now he and his sons, John and Joe, own and operate the company in North Carolina. I love to hear that coming from the Carolinas. Their mission to create products that help you achieve your personal best. I'm actually going to get um, G-Spin some features. G-Spin is an avid golfer. G-Spin is um, one of the people that was very instrumental in, pu- in putting the Breakfast Club together uh, and bringing me on to the Breakfast Club. I'm going to get him a pair of socks for... Um, Christmas, a pair of golfing socks. You can get $10 off your first pair of features just in time for the holidays. Use promo code IDIOTS at features.com for $10 off your first pair. That's F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S.com, promo code IDIOTS. Also, I got to salute the Cushy Dreams. Before the show started, we were talking about uh, the benefits of THC and CBD. So let me take this time to tell you about Cushy Dreams, okay? Cushy Dreams offers a full lineup of premium smokable CBD. Chris, this is probably what you need because Chris don't like the... um, 
hallucinogenic effects of THC. So you probably need some, some CBD, okay? Now, Cushy Dreams, they specialize in extraordinary CBD-rich hemp flower, okay, a.k.a. bud and pre-rolled CBD joints, all right? Um, I like CBD a lot, you know, especially when I don't feel like, you know, getting all the way high and, you know, feeling the, the anxiety and the panic attacks that come with the THC sometimes. Sometimes CBD, CBD actually does for me what they say indigo is supposed to do for me. Because indigo still be feeling like sativa a lot to me. But you can enjoy all of the health benefits of CBD without getting high. It's cannabis that ships directly to you, and it's legal in all 50 states. Join the men and women who are sick of vapes and gummies and want to smoke their CBD. Looks like high-quality marijuana, feels like high-quality marijuana, and it tastes like high-quality marijuana. Cushy is 100% hand-trimmed, never machine-trimmed. Each batch is slow-cured for two to four weeks to guarantee maximum freshness and preserve flavor and cannabinoids. Best of all, is grown in the USA. Cushy Dreams has CBD flour in it. And the pre-roll joints, okay? They come in specific indigo sativa blends like energy, hustle, relax, and dream. Go to cushydreams.com, K-U-S-H-Y. Get some high-quality CBD bud. At checkout, use promo code IDIOTS for 20% off your next order. Smoke your CBD. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, matter of fact, I want to do some church announcements right here. Black Effect Podcast Network. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, all the podcasts that we have on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Ebony K. Williams who is absolutely one of my favorite podcasts. I'm not saying that just because she's on The Black Effect. She just dropped her new episode uh, today, actually. Her new episode is Hell No, We All Can't Just Get Along, <laughs> from Rodney King to George Floyd. So salute to her and Dustin. I'm telling you, the way Ebony breaks down law in such a digestible way, make sure you go check out the new episode of Straight Shot, No Chaser by Teslin Figaro. Uh, Nina Turner is out. Hold, um, Hello, somebody. That's out right now. Uh, new episodes of All the Smoke are available. Just go to the iHeartRadio app, type in the black... Who else? Oh, yes! Boom! My Son and Tamika, we launched them this week. We got two launching this week. My Son and Tamika with Creep Politicians, they launched this week, so make sure you go check that out. And make sure you go check out uh, Debbie Brown, Dropping Gems. She launches uh, today, actually. Tamika and My Son launched yesterday, and um, Debbie Brown launches today. So... Make sure you go check all that out. Just go on the iHeartRadio app, type in The Black Effect, and all the podcasts will come up. It's available wherever you listen to podcasts. And salute to Tamika Mallory. Um, I launched my book imprint this week, Black Privilege Publishing. And uh, Tamika Mallory is going to be the first book off of Black Privilege Publishing. The name of the book is called State of Emergency. Um, you know, Tamika Mallory, that's, that's, that's my leader. If you're a black person in America, she's your leader too. She's one of those people that's on the front lines fighting for us at all times and you niggas don't deserve it. Y'all really don't. Y'all don't deserve Tamika, but y'all won't realize that, you know, until way later in the future. You never really appreciate what you have until you 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 don't have it. You know, so in the future, a long 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 time from now, history is going to be very kind uh to Tamika Mallory and um her book State of Emergency. I'm glad I get, you know, get to help her immortalize her words, you know what I mean? Because uh, her book is going to be a way to help you navigate your way to true liberation and freedom in this in this country, man. Because whether y'all realize it or not, um, ain't shit changed with the administration. Black people are in the same conditions. Black people are in the same positions. We got a long way to go and a lot more to fight for. So yes, we are indeed in a state of emergency. So go pre-order Tamika Mallory's book wherever uh, you pre-order books, okay? Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, everywhere. All right, let's get back to the show. Um, shit you won't care about next week. Uh, listen, this is good. 
We should care about this next week. New York to send mental health experts the 911 calls. I actually should have put that in Positively Brilliant. because that's that what we've been Positively Brilliant. Yeah, we've been screaming that forever. Like, you know, um, like stop sending fucking police officers with guns to go deal with mental health cases because they not ready for that. You know what At I'm all. saying? It's not in their job description. Nah. And, and the easiest thing to do is, pow, take somebody out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not even realizing that this person is dealing with bipolar, you know, anger management issues, whatever it is. This dude might be schizophrenic. He might, he's not in his right mind. So you got to sense. you know what that's called? What's that that's called? That's called defunding the police. Defunding that is the successfully police. Defunding the police. Look, police, we have not abolished them. Mm-hmm. We are simply saying, okay, let's spend some of this money that goes to them collecting their Call of Duty weapons. Let's put it over here so we can ensure that at least the people that are called uh, for mental health crisis can ensure that they make it. Because we already have a hard enough time. <laughs> we don't know if the person called for who for actual crime is going to make it. Mm-hmm. So let's just, let's assure that the people that's called 911 for uh, mental health crisis, let's ensure that they get home. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it defund the police. I'd call it refund the community because it's our tax dollars anyway. You know what my I'm saying? Is, my problem is, I was having this conversation with my dad a, a few weeks ago because I think it was right, I think it was like the day after the uh, the election. I can't think of the guy's name and I, I feel like he's 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 one of, he's the Democratic South Carolina representative. I can't think of his name. Clay. Jimmy Harrison. Oh, Jim Clyburn. Clyburn. That's my OG. And, yeah, so Jim Clyburn was on TV and he was talking about um, changing the changing the wording of of it to make people feel good. And I said, that's bullshit. Right? Like, that's bullshit. Why should we, like... Nah, he's right. I I, I disagree. The reason I disagree is because the people whose job it is that you're bringing in in front of, their job is to understand context. Their job is to understand the larger picture here. So if the people whose job it is to understand it isn't understanding it, and and to make things better for the community, if you're getting hung up on words, I I have a problem with that. Because when you hear defund the police, let's... defund the police. There's a lot of funding. Let's defund some of that and put it elsewhere. He shouldn't have to change the wording up to get this across to the people whose job it is to protect well, the, neighbor, the, the well, community. Well, when people take um, you know, your, your wording and then they change the narrative and shift the narrative and it goes from funding the police, meaning taking money you know, from police departments to reinvest in the community, but then they change it to, oh, they want to abolish the police. Oh, they want to get rid of police. Oh, they don't want any police. Once that happens... The only thing you should really stay on is the actual substance of the messaging. When Republicans change the narrative and they, mm-hmm. they take away, you know, the messaging, like your messaging is why you should defund the police. You should always just stick to the why. Now, that's the problem I'll be having with a lot of the OGs, the centrist Democrats. They get on TV and they're so hung up on the wording, like defund the police or pack the courts or whatever it is, instead of just explaining the why to people. Exactly. Stay on the why. And if we have people in front that are scared to do that, for years we have shown you why that doesn't work. Why that doesn't work. Why doing things this way? Why? 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 You've we've shown you why repackaging shit to adhere to people that are inherently racist in the first place. We've shown mm-hmm. you why it doesn't work. So it's time to get new people in there that are going to stand on that and push for what's right. Yes. Well, you have that right. You have the progressive Democrats who do that. You know what I'm saying? Like your AOCs and things AOC, like that. AOC, yeah. Ayanna Presley, Representative Omar, you know, um, Hakeem, I think Hakeem, Hakeem Jeffries, I wouldn't necessarily call him progressive, but you, Nina Turner, like you have these, 
people who are standing on that. The problem is you got the centrist Democrats who shit on them. And it's, and it's like, don't don't shit on them. Just constantly explain the why. Like when 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 somebody like OG Jim Clyburn gets on TV and he's just trying to explain messaging to people, because what Jim Clyburn said was true. He was like, the messaging may not be good for politics. Now, I think that's debatable because when you look at, I think Joe Biden got like 98% of young people to come out and vote for him. All of them believe in defunding the police. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to sit here and throw that out and say, nah, I don't say defund the police, but I do think Democrats need to be better at messaging, period. Their messaging sucks. They're not reading the room. They're not reading they're the not fucking reading room. The room. They're not reading the room. Their messaging sucks. That's why I don't even like some of the, the language they're resorting back to now. It's like, even now, they, 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 they back to acting like Donald Trump was normal. <laughs> Making me wonder, like, damn, did they did they get us again? Like, yes, yes, I they thought did. he was a fat. I thought he was a fascist. Nope. guy nope. that had us on the verge of dictatorship. The democracy was about to die, but now it's like those guys on the other side are not our enemies. You know, that's what Joe Biden said. Those guys on the other side are not our enemy. Yes, the fuck they are. You know what? Based off what I saw the past four years, this this uh, it's this 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 record that came out in 1996. Politics as usual. Absolutely. Politics Absolutely. as fucking usual. Yeah, I'm reading. I'm reading Barack Obama's book um, right now, um, Promised Land, and he talks about that in the book. He talks about the struggle of actually wanting to create real change, mm. like actually wanting to go out there in the community, like everything, everything that we're discussing right now, all these things that seem right. so simple, but right. then realizing you got to play politics. And I think that's the problem. I think I want somebody. I, that's what'll get me back into it. That, that is what will get me to believe in somebody to vote again because I want somebody that's not going to play politics. When Clyburn said it's bad for politics, I agree with that and that's what I love. I think we need something that is bad for politics because politics yeah. has not politics has not worked for us, for our people. Politics have not worked out. They haven't worked out for yeah, us. Yeah, but you can't even get in power if you don't play the right politics, sadly. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't play the right politics and appeal, uh, to, the, uh, appeal to the right people, because this, this shit is all look about... At the, look at the last four years. What do you he mean? Did not play, he did not play the proper politics, and he he won. Yeah, he definitely didn't. So it, it, it can yeah, work. he definitely didn't. Yeah, I think it, 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 could, work. it, it could It could work, but you have <laughs> to have somebody on our side that is not afraid to do that. You need Bullworth. Mm. You need Bullworth. You ever seen Bullworth? Mm. Yeah, gotta watch boy. You need a bulwark. Yeah. You need somebody like that. You need somebody with that level of honesty, that level of sincerity, that type of connection to the hood, that type of connection to the to, to the black community to go out there and speak truth to power in a real way. To say fuck the lobbyists, fuck the corporations that's donating money. I'm really gonna do what's right for the people. But then they are gonna kill you, just like they did bulwark. <laughs> <laughs> the truth. Um. All right. What do you think about Hitmaker on Drink Champs, Mouse? Uh. Hashtag Make Robin Bird Great Again. Who's Robin Berg? Rob, make robbing young Berg great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I think. Like I don't like yo. I don't like. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. What didn't you like? I don't like what what Drake used to say. Drake said, um, "Men t- niggas talk more than bitches these days." Like I don't like when niggas like. Why are you talking about women in this way? Like, like I don't. I don't know. You met. That's corny. Talking about. A woman you slept with or had issues dealings with from 15, 20 years ago. That's corny. 12 years ago. have a long, like, that's corny. That's hey, corny. Hey, hey. Sorry. What happened? Um, I was going to say my line when I say I'm going to be, but I was going to say about you, Miles, that's correct. Because he said in that interview that he, um, 
he's like, I usually, you know, I don't kiss and tell, blah, blah, blah. But he's doing all the telling on that interview. He said kissing, it. Kissing and the telling. Like it was bad. Like you did loving hip hop already. You don't got to do that no more. Yeah, I don't I don't believe in kissing and telling. Um, But I mean, listen, let's be honest. It, it is his story to tell. It's like it's her story to tell. But if she didn't tell it, you shouldn't tell it. Exactly. Who says? Koof. <laughs> you know who was, he was doing that because of Ray J. Listen, if Bert, I tell you this: if this was two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, when niggas was smacking his chain off, he Lord wouldn't have mercy. said it then. He wouldn't have said it then. Well, he's hit maker now, and he got his he's he's, he's caked up out I here. want I want somebody to make hitting him great again. Ah, we don't want no violence, Pete. Yo, what happened to all the white people? No Andrew Schultz. <laughs> <laughs> This, ever since Charlemagne started this Black Effect podcast, there's no white people to be found. I got black, blacks, black, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew is um, he's 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 cooking up something right now, man. Nice. Just like you be cooking up stuff. And Peter's actually cooking up things to cook with. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, been working on it for a while, so you know, I'm excited to uh, finally announce it tonight. But uh, a year ago today which is Wednesday. Then, well, I don't know when this drops. When does this drop? Thursday. Tomorrow. Yep. Okay, well, yesterday, the November 18th, uh, my grandmother passed away. Um, you know, she lived to 98. So this is the first person I ever really lost in my family. Family, um, you know, just all the memories, all the history. So I wanted to celebrate her. And I've been working on this pasta sauce that she made for a year. And uh, a lot of times, man, you know how things go. I'm so busy with other things. I didn't want to do it. And then I was like, maybe I'll do it. And um, yeah, man. So finally, uh, just take the generational family recipe and, and, and you know, just kind of give it to the world. So, you know, that, that's been the slogan, like from my family to yours, you know. Is your family mad at you for giving up that, that, that secret sauce? Well, the crazy thing is, you know, you know, it's funny. The crazy thing is I have a video of her. She didn't like giving out her recipes. But um she told me that I should always do something like, you know, for years, I want to do something with my family. They always cook, you know, always like do things. And, you know, I always felt that we could have made a great restaurant, but I didn't have the time or the the funds back then to really do it. You know what I mean? So I wanted to at least to try to do something. You know, I've always been to, been into food. So, you know, and, and you know, that's one thing about um, Italians. They're going to tell. They're going to tell the secrets. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know why that felt shady. Why that felt shady just now? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't. I, don't, I think Mouse was. I think Mouse was alluding to something else just now. No, nah, no, nah, I'm not taking it like that from him. Okay, okay. Where's he the bottle? Wear, he just wants me to wear Italian do rag. That's what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Peach pasta sauce. Oh, that's, oh, that's dope. Who's that's that on the fire. bottle? So, 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 check this out. So up here, I'll say a hundred-year-old family recipe. Wow. My grandfather from Italy, he's the one. You know, a lot of men used to cook. Like, don't get twisted. Like, listen, the queens are special, and and my mother and I love. There's so many great women uh, that we need to uplift more. But Italian men back in the day were very good cooks. They still are today. But meaning, my grandfather's recipe. Then he passed it to my grandmother. My grandmother then passed it to my mother and my aunt. And uh, yeah, so I wanted to change it. Like, you know, I didn't want to name it Premium Pete's Pasta Sauce. I didn't want a 90-year-old woman in the shop, right? You know, uh, like, who the, who the hell's Premium Pete? You know, keep in mind, there's Ralph's, there's Tony's, there's Mike's, there's... So now there's Pete's, right? Um, 
And yeah, man, I just want to, I never put out a pro all these years of doing things. I never, like, I used to have people all over the world come up to me and tell me like, yo, how can I support you? Like I watch your show or I watch shows with Reg and combat and I've done this or I bought sneak like, but they never, you know, I never really put out anything besides very little things that someone could support me. You know, it's I'm like, inspired. But like, think about it. Like with your book, right? Like you're on the radio doing podcasts for years, but people watch you, you know, show you love, tell you, like, I appreciate it. Thanks for inspiring us. But, you know, until the book, they couldn't really get a tangible item from Charlemagne. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I wanted to just, just commemorate and make something different, man. You know, just do something different. No, you know, it's so crazy. My book gave me confidence to to do that. To You know, I, I, it's not like I don't want to ask nobody for nothing. You know, it's two things that gave me the confidence to do that. My book and when them dudes tried to jump me in front of the radio station and punch me in the back of the head and I sold Can I Get a Drop t-shirts and made a quick <laughs> 10000 off that real fast. I was like, oh, shit, people actually would purchase something from me. So those two things yeah. definitely gave me confidence to be like, oh, OK, I can I can get my DJ Khaled Diddy on and and, and yes. And sell yeah, some and things seen, to folks. I've seen it in person too, Sean, man. I've seen you in Philadelphia, New York, uh, lines, lines, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people just coming up to you, looking for you to sign their book and just thank you for inspiring them. Particularly even like, you know, and, and, and this is a beautiful thing, like younger and older, black and, 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 you know, men and women, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's important. Like, you know, it's, it's it's important to do that. It's important for people to see that. You know what I mean? So, and I for think, sure. And, and I see think it's doing there. See what you're doing there, Pete. No, I'm being selling, I'm, selling to the black community. I like that because you know a lot of black, <laughs> a black people eat a lot of a black there people eat a lot of spaghetti. No, so I, like I, I, thought I, was, I thought that I was in clear that I didn't have a dickhead named Andrew Schultz on this. <laughs> hey, now, Pete, there's a meme out that says young black kids have eaten more spaghetti than Italians. So I like your marketing plan. I like your marketing sure. plan. I did not. Let me see that. Send me that. Meme I'm going to send it to you. I, I, I was like, I, I was I, to you I, right now. I started the post the other day, but I was like, is this true? Because yeah. we ate a lot of spaghetti when we was young, bro. It's true. So, well, let's keep in mind, right? When we think about Spanish families, when we think about Italian families, when we think about black families, right? Growing up, I remember there was a point in time. I didn't know this. My father was working three jobs. I never seen him. There was a point in my time where my family was struggling. Um, we were eating pasta every day. I thought it was normal because we're Italian. Mm -hmm. My mother would make pasta with a little of this, a pasta with a meat, so the pasta with this, kind of like Spanish, like rice with this, rice with that. You don't realize that they were broke or that they were struggling until you get older. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know why we eating pasta every night, you know? Can't eat anything else. So, you know, spaghetti, rice, those type of things, you know. Are, Affordable. Are, are, yeah, yeah. They're, mom, you know, they're monumental and iconic and, and, and you know, and something quick and something easy. And I want to, like I said, I wanted to make something where people could be home and, you know, uh, uh, make a chicken palm, make a big ziti, make a lasagna, make just spaghetti with sauce and, and change it. Cause I already have been in the food world for a long time. You know, this is what's crazy. And I tell people, whoever's listening or watching springboard for what you do, right? You don't only have to be one thing. People tell you stay in your lane, you go create more lanes. That's how I always say, you know, even like this, look, it's hot sauce. Now, right? now you, now you are uh, jumping into the black, black land. Hey, listen, so, I, so I respect hot, it. So hold on. So this hot sauce right here, Nikki Diamonds, my friend, you familiar with Diamond Supply and Nikki Diamonds? I don't know if you're yeah, yeah, Nikki Diamonds, yeah. Yeah, called me a year ago and was like, yo, I want to do a hot sauce, me and Rob Kardashian, you know, me and Chum Lee, you know, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, this is why I tell people, keep your relationships and add value. 
And I literally have a friend out in Louisiana. He's an award-winning chef. And we delivered this bottle to them. That's so, you know, dope. So this, this is another company that I'm, I'm a partner of, you know? Who's that on the so, cover? Uh, so this is one of the founders, Chum Lee's, uh, um, his grandmother. She's the one who, like, you know, used to, like, make spices and all that type of stuff. So we used her, in, you know, in, in the inspiration of it. So it was his you know, inspiration. It's so dope because I'm thinking about Pete, right? I'm just thinking about the Pete I've known over the years. The two things that would make sense for you to get into is sneakers and something in the food industry. Like, it just makes too much sense. Yeah, I mean, listen, anybody, nothing's wrong with a tea. I mean, you know, but a tea seems like the, it's just so easy to put out a tea these days. To make your own pasta sauce, like, yo, there's love in it. Like, like let, let me explain something to you. I'm going to put out pictures, but, like, there's, like, a, a, a message, the nutrition facts, and the logo. But the point I'm trying to make is, like, yo, my mother, my aunt, my father, my sister, like, yo, we bonded together for hours, like seven hours one day, seven hours another day to make this. Like, meaning it's, it's a lot of time, you know what I mean? To put love into something like that. We're not like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like a big corporation just putting it out. It's like a family affair. So so how do we get this shit, Pete? So I'm dropping. Damn, oh shit. I'm you was dropping. You dropping. <laughs> nah, I almost dropped the, it's only one cup, so don't, it's not double cup. Um, but um, <laughs> Pete's Premium Pasta Sauce.com. By the time this comes out, it'll be available. So again, it's Pete's like P E T P E T E S premium pasta sauce.com. So, you know, and it'll be in my, it'll be in my bio. I'll, you know, I'm going to share it. I, I got our good brother, killer Mike. I showed him very early on. He was very happy. He actually gave it to, uh, the good young brother from Atlanta, new face. I had oh, gave wow. him the label. This is what I love about killer Mike. I had gave him the label cause he, you know, let me, let me show. I showed him the label and the jar and he's like, yo, can I get that label? And I was like, uh, yeah, like, yeah. He's like, all right, I want to give it to New Face to keep in, like, for a museum. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I didn't ask him that, but wow. I like the way he thinks, like, let me document this. Not that meaning, like, I'm just another piece of the puzzle, but meaning, like, let, let me just document this. Any, any, any stores it's going to be in? Yeah, yeah. So 2021 will be in, you know, stores I'm working on getting in Target and Whole Foods and, and Kroger's and Publix, which has the, one of the best fried chickens out there. Internet. Oh, you're really leaning into this black yo, thing. I'm leaning, yo. Oh, you're really leaning into this black thing, and I like it, Pete. <laughs> yo, Mouse, yo. Mouse, why, why, you the, why you the black Andrew Schultz for? <laughs> yo, that's, a, that's the thing, like, I'm thinking, like, yo, no Andrew Schultz? Like, I'm going to come on, and Charlemagne could be real with me. Because, you know, Schultz will have me talking about some finger-banging thing in 10th in grade, like, you know. I'm not taking it there. I'm not taking it there. I'm just saying, I, I'm acknowledging that you're leaning into the black community, and I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, listen, whoever buys it, it you know. Um, don't, do Mike, it. don't do it. I'm, don't, I'm don't, ordering don't some. Jo- I'm ordering some, too, but don't Michael Jordan this. Don't say Republicans buy pasta sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I mean, actually, you know what? Can we speak about that real quick? Um, the first time, I only voted two times in my life. Um, For Trump and who and- else? <laughs> uh, this actually is the first time I voted since I was a kid. Really? Yeah, it's the first time. So maybe, maybe I gave Biden an extra vote. Like you know how people talk about my vote don't matter because there's so many votes. You know, um, I didn't know because years ago I had gotten trouble and I was just told you couldn't vote. So I had no idea. All these years, you know, people tell you you can't vote, you can't vote, which as a society is terrible because. The American dream is fixing yourself, right? You know what I mean? Think about it, right? Uh, 
getting in trouble and turning your life around and making yourself a productive member of society, Absolutely. whatever how horny that is. None of us would be here if it wasn't for that type of redemption, by the exactly. way. Exactly. And then and and then, you know, and then I didn't find out till like a couple of months ago, like, yo, you can actually vote. So I signed up, they sent the ballot in and, and, and I voted, you know, he's like Trump and who else? Not for Biden, man. Um Who was the first person and, you voted for? Uh, it had to be, it had to be maybe early on. It had to be maybe 1994, maybe. So, so Clinton. it had to be maybe, maybe Clinton. Just to Clinton, man. We don't give him enough respect for, for Tainton and, 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 you know, uh, dipping his cigars. You know, back then I was dipping cigars in dust. This guy was dipping his cigars in, you know, I mean, listen. You this know, is crazy. This is yeah. crazy. Well, Pete, give him the website again, man. Listen. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, push the new product. I'm going to get you on Breakfast Club next week, too. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, it's Pete's Premium Pasta Sauce.com. And uh, listen, man, uh, you, you know, it's a passion project. And, I, you know, I'm thankful that I could commemorate my grandmother who meant so much to me and really just give a recipe, you know, just give a recipe to the world that, that, that was made with love and, you know, that represented something. So, you know. Word. Right, Pete, thank you, my brother. Appreciate you, mouse man. Stay, stay busy, man. But uh, don't be Andrew. Be the mouse, man. I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm all, proud. To all I did was acknowledge your acknowledgement of the black community. <laughs> that is something Andrew Schultz definitely would not do. So, I mean, listen. I eat shrimp curry just as much as I eat linguine and clams. You I know what know. I mean? That that's actually that's actually racist. I don't know. You probably didn't want to. I mean, my family is Trinidadian. My family's from West Indian. My son's half. I mean, I'm just telling you how what I'm surrounded by. You are walk. You are walking into MAGA country by yourself. Y'all just making me hungry. Internet, listen. Thanks, y'all, man. Peace, Mouse. Peace, peace, King. Peace, Mouse. I want to ask you about one more thing before we get up out of here. Lil Wayne facing ten years in prison. That's some shit that we're gonna care about next week or not? Nope. He better ask that. He better ask that cop that saved him. Back then, you better ask Trump for help. All the people he turned his back on, you better ask them people for help. I feel sorry for Wayne in this situation um, only because, you know, I don't like to see no brothers go to jail. You know what I mean? But it's like, um, just because you, and, and listen, I don't even think Wayne has a political view. Oh, no, I, th I, th I think, I think, like I said before, I just think he got paid. You know what I mean? 50 Cent was on Breakfast Club this week and 50 Cent said he got offered, um, I think, a half a million, a million dollars. You know what I'm saying? By the, by the Trump administration. So he and 50 said he's he's positive Wayne probably got paid. And listen, I've seen politicians throw money around. I've had people on the left offer me, you know, money to do certain things. Um, shit. It's not like the Trump administration wasn't trying to get at me. I'm right. just smart enough not to take the call. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You you call me, talk about Jared Kushner would like to talk to you. I what the fuck do I got to talk to Jared Kushner about? You know what I mean? Nothing. No, no, nothing, nothing to discuss. And I, I, it was the, Jared Kushner would like to talk to you about the platinum plan. No, thank you. I'm cool. The platinum I'm perfectly plan. okay. So I nah. hope I, I hope Wayne don't end up in jail, man. And I don't think that, you know, even if he if even if that was his political view, his political view or even his opinions on BLM shouldn't land him in jail. Like I'm not gonna wish his, prison on his him. Opinion, his opinions on BLM didn't land him in jail. Whatever he got caught doing, landed absolutely. In but 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 people hoping he goes to prison because of those comments is whack to me. Yeah, I, I don't think you should ever hope it. But I'm definitely not. You know, I, I definitely understand anybody who's gonna not be standing on the front lines. Just don't give a freedom. fuck. Yeah, don't it give a fuck. No, I don't so, think there's gonna be no free Wayne shirts this time. You know, it's, it's, it'll be a few, but I, I get what you're saying. But that's what I'm saying. Just shrug your shoulders to it. Instead of wishing bad upon somebody, just be like, 
Oh, okay. That's it. it you know, the, my only issue with that is it removes the accountability. No, it doesn't. He's going to jail. It, but still, people can if if you choose to, people can celebrate that. People can celebrate your downfall the same way they they were upset with you with the thing you did. But when you say when, accountability, you're saying he should be held accountable. I guess for taking a picture with Trump, he should be held accountable for his comments on BLM. Mm-hmm. But what's the consequence for that other than us not agreeing with him and saying, "Oh, he's bugging"? You not you not receiving the black community support. But if there's people that feel like he does, and we don't know it, I'm, it's got to be though, right? We see, we, we see a bunch of black people who are against BLM. Usually they're on the right. But, you know, it's, it's not like he's you know, speaking a foreign language. I think his comments were ignorant as fuck. You know what I mean? But I don't, I'm not going to wish bad on the man just because I don't agree with his comments. I, and I'm the same way. I'm not, like, that's none of my business. I'm not listening to Wayne, nothing he's saying. So it's, it's none of my business. Uh, but for, like I said, for the people who are having a moment, the people who are like, yo, how you like that? You know, because when you make a stand like that, you're basically saying F how anybody else feels. So now people are yeah, doing yeah. that when something bad happens to you. Yeah, so when it happens to you, you're like, I don't give a fuck. Exactly. And w- by the way, which is fine. Not giving a fuck is perfectly okay. Some people give a fuck in a bad way. And, you know, you got to deal with that. that yes. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the platform you stood up on. Mouse, I appreciate you, brother. Give me your Twitters and all that stuff like that. Uh, make sure you follow me at Mouse Jones on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure every Monday and Thursday y'all are tuned in to the Guys Next Door podcast featuring myself, Mac Wilds, and Fly Rye. Um, and that's it. I want you to do a spinoff of that podcast so bad, man. What's up? I think you should get Trav. Taylor, you should get Trav and a couple of Trav's homies and call it the Guys We Fuck Next Door podcast. All right, let me get out of here, man. <laughs> what right. you mean? Yeah, let me get out That'd of here. That'd be All dope. Right. What? <laughs> So we, this, I want everybody at home to understand. Like, this somebody I refer to as Unc. Like, I'll just check. Like, and this is what he do. Like, he play all day. So, like, he play with my life. Like, this is crazy. I thought he was really like, you know what I mean? Because everybody got the Black Effect uh, greeting card. Everybody got the Black Effect invite, except for guys next door. So, yeah, That's you feel the me? damn lie. We didn't get no invite. Mouse, you, you, I hit you over the summer. I say, yo, I'm 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 gonna get the text for you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, King. Hold on, (laughs) hold on. I'm gonna scroll back. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me scroll back. Okay, that's September. Mouse talking spicy. See, he go to crazy. Hold on, (laughs) let me go back. All right, hold on, hold on. Where is it? I don't know if I called you or text you. You you called me. We was on the phone. I called you. Yeah, me and you was on the phone. Okay, it was a phone call. I do remember saying you. Yo, what you doing with the podcast? What other podcast you working on? I told you, I said, I'm working on something. And then I haven't heard anything, but there's been... There's been <laughs> <laughs> that rollout, boy, that Black Effect roll. Taylor's getting money out here with that Black Taylor's Effect doing rollout. Well, well, well listen, we a network. We're not going nowhere. That, I like how that sounds. What you that, mean? That sounds, so you act, you act, sounds, you act like you, very, you act like we're not adding to the roster all the time. Just saying, uh, the, 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 nobody's knocked on the guys next door door. Nobody. Should we do it, Taylor, door. or should we do the spinoff? Yo, I, like the, I like the spinoff. Spinoff, all <laughs> right. Girl. First of all, what y'all not gonna do is act like y'all. First of all, we're not gonna do this podcast. Act like y'all are making me more tolerant. So let's not do that. <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> see what's not gonna happen is that right there. But I see what's going on. You know, what I mean, shout out to everybody on the Black Effect. You know, one day, you know, hopefully. 
you know, guys next door or be next door. Guys next know. door. No, 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 no. We're going to make that happen. But I don't, I, I hit you though. I don't act like I didn't, I hit you. I'm like, yo, so what's good? Like, what you thinking? That didn't happen. It didn't happen that way. <laughs> That's a lie, mouse. <laughs> what did I I'm gonna say? I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell, okay. tell, tell you what happened. I'm not going to say the confines of this conversation, but we was talking. And what happened was, as me and you were talking, you're like, you kept bringing up that, you know, and then, in a week, Mouse, you're going to see when this, when this network. Nah, it was before that. Look, look, I'm about to tell you what okay. happened. And then you said, you said, oh yeah. Um, I guess it was like the eighth time you mentioned it. You were like, yeah, and I got something for you too. And then I'm like, <laughs> I was like, okay. I told you this back in the summer. I hit that, you. That I hit me. Ivy. I was like, what are y'all, oh, what are y'all oh, no, doing? No, you're right, you're right, you're right. Now, that, what you're talking about. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You did hit me about that. that yeah, means, I was just trying I to put, say, I'm trying to put together, I was putting, trying to put together a play for my folks. Yeah, I forgot, That's all. You're right. In that instance, you're right. But I didn't but, know Guys Next Door was was available. But now that I know. We've we free. We been free agents. We out here. We got to get it, because then we can do the spinoff. I, yo, we got to do the um, spinoff with Trap. That shit will be hard. Pause. Literally. Mad yeah, Bluetooth sponsorship. <laughs> Mad Bluetooth sponsorship. You don't understand, Mads. Like, Trav funny too, bro. Way. He's I, funny. I met Trav. He got... No. Oh. But he got... You know, he could spit for you. Yes, he raps. Like, Trav is a homie yo. from Philly. I'm serious. Who's, who's, who's proudly gay, which I, which I respect. And I like Trav a lot. And I think Trav... I think it's something there with Trav. We and waited I, this whole podcast to get to the end. To try and make me look bad. No, like, I'm just saying, if, if, if they got girls we fucked, right? And y'all got guys next door. Combine right. the two names with Trav. Guys we fucked next door. It's a I'm, market for that. Out of your horizons, Mouse. Yes. Here, here it goes again. Like, <laughs> I spread, spread, spread your horizons, Mouse. <laughs> All right. Okay. The, girl, the girls know. The girls know where my heart is. The, 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 the girls with the W, they understand. Uh, they 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 refer to me openly as an ally. So you're not gonna do this to me right now. We know who got your heart, but who getting your farts? That's the question you <laughs> <laughs> so if you so if you heard this podcast and think he's absolutely an idiot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm gonna do some asking an idiot mouse. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna hit you up later, bro. I right, I'll be safe. Peace, King. Already. Let's do some asking idiots, Taylor, so I can get the fuck up out of here. Okay. Um, I am Felix. Wants to know when's the next book and what's the subject matter. <sighs> when's the next book and what's the subject matter? Um. Um. I got. I mean, I already know what my next book is about. Um, I know what the subject matter is about as well, but I'm focused on um, the black privilege book imprint through Shyman and Schuster right now. So I'm focused on, you know, uh, making sure Tamika Mallory state of emergency, making sure that 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 gets what it needs, you know. And um, the other titles that we coming out with on the book imprint is making sure they get what they need. So um, I don't know. Maybe 2022. I'm not. I'm. 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 I'm not. I'm not in no rush, you know. But I definitely got a concept. Me, me, and my man Chris, Chris Moreau, we've been throwing a concept around. And um, I, I mean, I know exactly what it is. I want to talk about, but it's just going to take a little bit more um research on my part because um, it's 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 not just about me and my experiences. It's about you know other people and and their experiences. So it's just going to take some time to put that together. Way I want it to, but 
Yes, third book is definitely on the way. Writing is very therapeutic for me, man. And um, I, I really do love... I love being in that reading space, man. I love I love having a book in print. I love having to deal with uh, Kevin Hart for Audible because, you know, we're not just doing original programming on Audible, original audio scripted programming. We're actually going to be taking some of our favorite book titles and having some of your favorite, you know, celebrities and influencers read them because I think that people aren't um, uh, opposed to reading. I just think people consume information differently. Like I'm Reading Barack Obama's book right now is 700 pages. I'm doing something that I've never done before, which is I read a few chapters at the house. And then when I get in the car, I go to the next chapter via audio. You know what I mean? So I started reading the book paper-wise. And then I got in the car this morning. I'm like, why don't I just listen to it? So I started at the chapter that I ended with last night. And I'm just listening, zoning out. So I think people, you know, are, are still into literary content. They just consume it a different way. So... Um, yeah, we're going to be having people read our favorite books um, through Audible and then through the Black Privilege book imprint. You know, I'm just going to be supporting my people, working for my people and helping them get their get their voices out. So, you know, please pre-order Tamika Mallory's book right now, State of Emergency. It's available for pre-order wherever you purchase books, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles um, via Black Privilege, Shaman and Shoes. Okay. Um, Herb. Wakefield wants to know, is it better to look for the positive in every situation or trust that every situation is a part of the higher plan? That is a phenomenal question. Um, I think it's best to understand that every situation is part of a higher plan. But I mean, if you approach life the way you should approach life, which is just constantly putting forth that positive energy, then you're always going to be in a positive space. Um, I just think it's about staying in that positive space when things don't go your way. That's why I think it's best to look at it as part of the plan. So it's got to be a combination of the two, right? I, I wake up every day and I set my intention. My intention is positivity. I pray. I go read my daily affirmation. I meditate for a little bit. I take a shower. When I'm driving into work, like I said, I'm either listening to a, 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 a podcast or I'm listening to some music. Like I'm setting my intention. Like I want to set my mind state to be happy. Like that's my focus, right? That's my energy. So when things don't go my way, you know, um, I don't look at it as having a bad day. I don't look at it as having a good day either. I just look at it as part of a process. I actually um, got this quote. Quote is, um, oh, what's his name? Um... Hold on. Oh, I can't. Whatever his name is, this is, this oh, is for you. Herb, oh, it was Herb Wakefield. This is for you. Nothing can happen without God's permission, and God will not allow a difficulty unless He has a divine purpose for it. If you will keep your peace, you'll pass the test, and God will bring you out better than you were before. That's my mindset. So it's, I think it's a combination of both those things you talked about, but I would lean into the second one a little bit more. Okay. What else, Taylor? Um, Dom D. Prospero, he wants to know, what's something you realize you can live without during this quarantine? Honestly, I just think being mixy. You know, I'm a cancer, so I'm a natural homebody anyway. Um, but the way I'm building my next house, designing my next house, I'm designing that motherfucker like I ain't leaving. <laughs> It's just the truth to the matter because I like being at home. Like there's, there's, there's no place like home. And I've never even 
understood what that meant fully until this pandemic. Like, there's no reason to be super mixy. There's no reason to be on a flight all, all the time, you know, going to different places. Like, even the way I've set, set up a lot of my professional business, like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing things to where I don't have to move around like that. You know what I'm saying? It's not that I'm not, I'm not hustling. It's not that I'm hustling any less harder. I'm just hustling a whole lot smarter. You know, because a lot of times we just think, you know, I remember back in the day you thought, oh, not getting no sleep was hustling. Uh, being on the scene everywhere is hustling. Like, that's really a whole bunch of nothing. You know, so for me, I just think it's about, you know, not, 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 not being in the mix so much. Like, I don't care to be in the mix like that. You know, I, 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 like, I like being around my circle and building with my circle. And like, like, that's it. I don't have to be... And I never was, I never was in the mix like that before. Huh? You're more established too. Cause I think people that want to be still mixy, they like attention. There's no offense to anyone, but I'm just saying, I think people that like to be like, they have to be like where everyone's at. I think they like attention and they, they're missing something at home. Yeah. And you, and you, and by the way, you doing all that for no reason, because none of that shit is putting no money in your pocket. None of that shit is helping, helping further your life. None of that shit's helping further your career. You just doing that shit for likes and retweets to look like you actually popping and doing something. Like, I've never really been on that, but I definitely know I don't need that at all. Like, I'm I'm cool. I don't, I'm good. I'm so good on that. <laughs> Let's do one more. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Make it a good one, Taylor gang. Six, Brando wants to know, should you surround yourself with love or surround yourself with solitude? <sighs> I mean, I, I, I hate to not answer your question. I think you should surround yourself with trust. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, um, I think trust is, I think trust is the highest, highest compliment of love. Um, uh, cause I think you can love people, but not trust them. Like we all got family members that we made, we made love cause that's our family, but we don't trust them. You know what I'm saying? Like we got crackhead cousins. Uh, but what's love uh, though then? Trust. I think, I think, I so think. You can tr- love someone, but you, you can't trust them. So what does that love then mean? No, I think love is the highest compliment of trust. You know what I'm saying? Like, hold on. It's, it's this quote I like. Let me see if I can find it. Yes, the best proof of love is trust. You know what I'm saying? So to me, I, I, I like, like you said, I guess, so I guess love, you know what I mean? But you got to ask yourself, what is love? Like, there's a lot of different things that go with love. Like, I think love and trust go hand in hand. Like I said, you can love some per- somebody, but not trust them. I like trust and I like trust with my wife. I like trust with my friends. I like trust with my family. If if you my people and you with me all the time and I, I, I'm working with you all the time and we got a real professional relationship, it's got to be about trust for me. Trust, trust knows that I know you ain't going to lie to me. I know you ain't going to cheat me. I know you're not going to steal from me. You know what I'm saying? I know that you, you know, are the same person in my face, um, that you are behind my back. I know that you're going to, you know, hold me down. When I'm not around to hold myself down, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a like I think about that when it comes to people. Like if somebody's talking to talking to me about somebody, or if I hear something negative about one of my people, I'm gonna stick up for that person because mm-hmm. I want that same type of trust. Like I think trust is what you should look to surround yourself with. So you know, I can't say just love because I feel like you know, like this, like the quote says, you know, the um the the, the best proof of love is trust. So I want to be surrounded by trust. Who has said that quote? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Don't say. 
Give it to Will Smith. You give him every other quote. Put Will Smith. <laughs> just, just post that and then put uh, Dash Will Smith. They'll believe it. But I do. I, feel, I really feel like that, though. The best proof of love is trust. And there's another good quote. Whether it's friendship or relationship, all bonds are built on trust. Without it, you have nothing. Like, love without trust is nothing. Like, that shit don't mean shit. It's like, I love, I love him, but I don't trust him. Like, no, I want to be able to trust you. That's what that's that's the, that's what you should surround yourself. Too, though. Huh? That's a whole nother thing. I was like, there's this level of trust too, though, but that's a whole nother situation. I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I, can, I can see that, but I just I just feel like you should that's what you should look to surround yourself with. Trust. People want to be able to trust you. You need a trust circle. Love is cool, but the, like the highest proof of the be, the best proof of love is absolutely trust. Okay. All right, gang. We did it. Uh Andrew will be back next week. Um as always, if you listen to this podcast, you think we're smart, you think we're intelligent, you think we're brilliant, you're absolutely right. If you listen to this podcast and you think we're just a couple of idiots who don't know shit, you're right too. It's the Brilliant Idiots Podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>